Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Westeros, a place where weddings happen and are absolutely boring. Nothing exciting or of any note happens. It's a dull, tedious affair with very little interest and colour. That's right, it's time for Raven On, the House of the Dragon slash Game of Thrones averse slash podcast recap thingy, featuring me, Natalie Bohensky. And with me, as always, is a man whose own wedding had at least five or six deaths. It's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, I mean, a, a wedding without uh, several uh, deaths is a very dull affair, as we know from the Dothraki. <laughs> at your wedding, Stu, and I don't recall uh, the numerous amounts of bloodshed. Uh, I recall it to be quite a happy affair, which uh, uh, seemed... <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was more, it was more emotional bloodshed that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was, uh, it was a good night, but no death. Although I did maul, <laughs> you, had, you had one of those um, candy stations at the wedding, you know, like... Oh, a, we did, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I mauled that. Yeah, there, uh, there was a lot of people mauling that one. <laughs> yeah. That, that was where the uh, the death and destruction was. It's a, it's <laughs> it was a, a bloodbath at the candy station. That's right. It's a long game of diabetes. Yes. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Stu? I'm wonderful, Natalie. How are you? After, uh, well, after last week's misadventure. Uh, look, the moon boot is off and I'm walking fine again. That is absolutely hey, not true. Not that true. <laughs> not even remotely true. Uh, one week in. One week in as we record. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's quite the it's 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 quite the thing. Although as we record, the Queen's funeral has been happening. Isn't that weird? Yes, it's happening right now as we yeah, record. Where we're, we we're record. being very disrespectful and just podcasting all over the top of it. No, well, I think the Queen would uh, you know value our input into the royal houses of Westeros. I'm sure she was a Game of Thrones fan. You can't tell me the Queen Elizabeth II didn't sit down through the entire 2010s and lust after Jon Snow just as much as I did. There's a there's a, a story about the queen visiting the Game of Thrones set that she I did, want didn't to be she? I want to be true. She did, and she they they took her to the uh, throne room, like the Iron Throne. And the story is that she wasn't allowed to sit on the Iron Throne because technically, as the queen, as the British monarch, she is legally prevented from sitting on a, another monarch's throne, what? which which sounds wrong to me. It sounds incorrect. But I like it. It's a fun story. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah she, she did. She, it's more that she's a very old lady and she didn't want to sit on the prop. Of course but, not. You know, <laughs> and also the, the the terrible optics of her sitting on the Iron yeah, Throne. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? That would all be coming out now. Amazing. Um, uh, but yes, no, that is very cute. There's a um, picture of her like looking at it, you know. And, yes. And, yes. <laughs> Mine's a lot more comfortable. Yeah, put a cushion on mine. Yes, that's right. Uh, well, you know, bless old Queen Bess, God love her, or not, whatever your particular opinions may be. It's uh, it's certainly history happening, that's for sure. We are all, you know, we are all, uh, we are no longer Elizabethans, we are all Carolines. That's right. Sweet Carolines. Da, da, da. <laughs> I had not heard any of us referred to as Elizabethans until the Queen died. Maybe that's how it always runs. Maybe the Victorians didn't themselves as think of themselves as Victorians. Oh, I think I think the Victorians definitely thought of themselves as Victorians. <laughs> that's the- <laughs> but we didn't self-identify because there were or, there were already Elizabethans. You know, Elizabeth the first. They were the Elizabethans. yes, exactly. Although, although, like historians, like and people have been putting it in context for the last few the last few years that that term has sort of been popping up in in various discussions of this this era. Like they they talk about. This this second Elizabethan age, you know, not not all the time, but it's it, it is a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, I mean, the, just the impact of the monarch though has been less on society than Victoria was. I mean, the whole concept of middle class and you know domestic sure. bliss and yeah, stuff absolutely. was very much modelled by Victoria and the you know desire for girls to do girls things and you know not get involved with boys things and that all and, comes and from speaking Victoria. and speaking of which. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I mean, House of the Dragon. My God, by the end of this series, I will finally start calling it House of the Dragon. <laughs> it's Natalie. I thought we agreed. It's hot D. It's hot D. Sorry, hot D. Yes, <laughs> and what a hot D it has been. Um, pretty interesting episode. But I kind of want to just go straight into minute challenge. I don't know if we should do totally a bit of a summary. But clearly, a wedding happened, and it's uh, Westeros, and uh, and so things things went sideways pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> 
your turn to go first, Hugh. So do you want to start okay. the minute challenge and we'll take well, it from there? Funnily enough, the, the, the first thing on my minute challenge was a proper Game of Thrones wedding. <laughs> and my, um, mine because... was, just to echo you, mine was, can Westeros have one boring wedding? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no, no. I mean, just from a purely dramatic perspective, no, the answer yeah. is no. True, true. Um, yeah, no. I mean, what a what a wedding! The, the this whole episode, what a what a beautiful five course degustation this this whole uh, episode was. I loved it. Yeah, I saw you tweet that you were pretty eat, happy. Eat but it I, with a fork. I love this episode. It I was had, great. I had to ignore your subsequent tweets because I was like, oh shoot, I hadn't watched it yet. Because what happens to you? Just to explain to listeners where I've mm. been at. So I just got. We're recording this on Monday night due to scheduling with podcasting early, which means I'm probably going to put the podcast out up before the recap. But I just finished the episode four recap. I was a week late because I had to do snatches of it in between getting my show here in Sydney, Titanic the movie, the play, up and getting getting around slowly with my busted fractured sure. ankle. So all of that combined to mean that I just was working on that bit by bit when I had, you know, time and wasn't just staring at the screen, picking at keys, going, Damon, Damon. Dragon, Renera. <laughs> <laughs> like, and realizing I'm like, I'm not forming sentences now. I'm just typing words. Just t- typing <laughs> so collections of consonants. I, I need to go to sleep. So I finished my recap, set myself up to watch episode five, and I thought, yep, going to crack on into it, going to get started straight away. I'm going to get this one out as soon as possible. And I fell asleep just as soon as the episode. <laughs> As soon as the episode ended, as I was really engaged with the episode, and it was then it was like all my energy was just like and sleep, and uh, so I of napped for a couple of hours. So, uh, so this is going to come out before the recap. The recap will be my job tomorrow as we record this. So watch out for the recap after the podcast comes out. That being said, where were we? <laughs> Um, So I was talking about a proper Game of Thrones wedding. And I mean, like, just in terms of everything coming together, like everything for the last, all of the tension of the last sort of four episodes, five episodes now, uh, all of the pieces are are, are moving, all of the pieces in place. And it all comes to a head at this one uh, gathering where everyone's sort of walk, like everyone getting announced and walking in they've got their entourages with them and stuff it's just like oh yes give it give the, give me this i love it <laughs> i really really love it it was it was great stuff it was really good stuff from start to finish i love this stuff <laughs> you love the pageantry of people i love the pageantry i love the pomp like all, all this fantasy universe nonsense like all their titles and things I, it just it just touches that full nerd part of my brain i love it i didn't realize cuz i thought um cuz uh, they were all introduced. So the Lannister was the paramount, Lord Paramount of the West. But mm. then the High Towers, the the Otto's older brother, the Hobart, I think it is Hobart. Yes, Herbert Hobart High Tower. His name is the Beacon of the South, and I went, that's a bit, you know, Beacon, as in the hopeful Beacon of, you know, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like the the, the High Tower, the the, the, high, the old town literally has a high tower. Oh it's one, shoot. It's one of, of the. It's one of the. It's one of the largest. It's the tallest building in Westeros, except for the wall. Oh, of um, course. And it's, and it's for for a long time. Old Town was like the default capital city of Westeros before King's Landing sort of became a thing. Oh. Um. So so they they are they're an old and venerable family. They were one of the the most powerful houses in the realm before Aegon's conquest, and they still are. They they're one of the. They're still an old and venerable family, which is why they have so much power and influence. Is that why the episode is called We Like We the Like Way? the Way? That's the that's the words of House Hightower. Oh, that's their words. Ah, I couldn't work out where that because came from. Because this whole episode, like, even though it's all about Targaryen scheming, underneath it all is old is Hightower scheming. Yes, well, that was on my list, but you go back to your list, Stu, and we'll see. Absolutely. If we well, match. well, on that theme, I, I mean, on that theme, I have Alicent in green. Okay, um, which is extremely important. Um, I I feel like that that's the one thing that the show did absolutely perfectly when she walked in and she's wearing that green dress, but also maybe kind of flubbed it a little because the whole point, I'm not spoiling anything, obviously, you know, battle lines have been drawn now, um, but, you know, this is all a, a power struggle between these two women and they, the, the, their two respective camps you know, and, and within court are the Blacks and the Greens. 
obviously the black for the Targaryen black and the green for, for House Hightower. Mm. And those are the two factions that will now play out across the rest of the series. And it's all to do with the um, with uh, the dresses that they wear to a particular tournament, right? And so Alicent conspicuously appears wearing green and Rhaenyra appears wearing black and that, that then gives the names to the thing. Except here, because it's a wedding, they dress her in white. And so I feel like it, they kind of they kind of tried to have their cake and eat it too at that moment. And it really yeah. doesn't matter if you, if you, if you get, I, I mean, you, you as, as someone who hasn't read the books, Natalie understood the significance of the moment, I imagine. So I understood the significance of Alison's fashion choices through the entire episode. Yes. And this, and this is in my, in my list as my second uh, point, which is Alison's getting tricky, not only with her machinations and sort of, gossip getting and potentially drawing allies to her side mm. uh, but she's really getting tricky with her her fashion is reflecting that so for the last since she married uh Viserys she's been wearing more red and black gowns to reflect the Targaryen yes. colors that's right she's and a so Targaryen she, queen and so she starts this episode in tears because Otto is leaving uh and she starts in tears in a gold and black gown uh, that she had been wearing, I think, at the end of last episode. So obviously this episode follows very quickly on from last episode. There's no time jump here apart from mm. maybe a, a week or so. Golden, gold, just just quickly, gold and black are very significant colours as well, but that's that's neither here nor there. Oh, are they? Yeah, that, that, that'll or... come into play later, but that's fine. Okay, all right. Well, anyway, to me that, that was more the Targaryen style of dress that she'd adopted. Then... Uh, when she was, after she had a chat to uh, Sir Laris, and I want to talk about him at some point because what's his deal? Uh, yes. But she she goes back to wearing one of her mother's dresses, which she wore, like Otto told her to wear mm. to go to see Viserys when he was in mourning for Queen Emma. This is the one with the cutouts on the sleeves and on the neckline. Yes. And that's a teal blue and teal, mm -hmm. yep. teal is a cross between, you know, blue and green. It's not quite mm. green, but it's definitely a colour she hasn't been wearing since she's been married and had kids and all of a sudden right. she's back in that dress. And so then for her to appear at the end in the green dress was like, okay, this, and clearly she's decided to make a late entrance on purpose. And thanks to the Stadler and Waldorf in the crowd who were like, oh, yeah, you know what colour the, the beacon uh, shines at Old Town. Well, that oh, was yeah, that was that green. was Laris and that was Laris and his brother, um, Harwin Strong, Breakbones. Uh, wasn't it? It was Joffrey, wasn't it? It was Joffrey. Uh... Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was it was Laris and his brother. I think, although no, you could be. I could be wrong. Never mind. I've <laughs> I've, I've got the episode here. I'm going to fast forward and find out. Because of course, then we also see later on. Um, uh, Harwin Strong uh, get the nod from his dad and, and dive in to save Rhaenyra. Yes, yes. So that was that was a thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, she'll be needing a new protector now that uh, Kristen uh, isn't really in her corner anymore. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Stu. Yes. Come on, let's not yes, let's yes, not yes. jump. Let's not jump, get it. Let's not jump ahead. But yeah, so that was very much a a moment, and and having the the Stadler and Waldorf in the crowd go, oh yes, it's green because Hightower is green. Oh, that's that obviously helped to <laughs> the exposition twins in the in the yes. crowd to point out it exactly. sort of just spells it out the, the significance of the moment that's right but yes um, but I, I had been noticing the change i was like why is she back in that dress that's a really interesting mm -hmm. choice and so then when she turned up in green and she turned up late and very much was like and she wasn't there for Viserys when he arrived back uh, from Driftmark and he collapsed mm -hmm. and then he was being treated with his weird wonky arm and uh, and given milk of the poppy, and he said, "Where's the queen?" And um, uh, strong Stephen Toast, Toast of London. He's the new, <laughs> he's the new hand. And uh, Viserys says, "Where's the queen?" She said, oh, "I heard she's otherwise occupied." And she has been attentive to him. Yes, we saw last episode, you know, sponge bathing him and all that kind of stuff that she has mm -hmm. to put up with. But she seems to be very much getting jack of all of that now. <laughs> yes. So that's what made me kind of go, yeah, this is definitely, you know, and the way that Viserys was like, when it's like, oh, where's the queen? Jason Lannister was like, where's the queen? I wish to pay my respects. And he's like, ah, uh, yeah, she's still getting ready. Uh, uh. He was a bit, you could tell he was a bit uh, peeved. Yes. So. How good? How well? How good? How how wonderfully awkward was uh, Jason Lannister's uh, introduction? 
So great. <laughs> just coming up, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just Prince Philipping it all over the place. He, he's great. Like he's a total ham. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, but he, I'm, I'm glad he's there to add a bit of colour and Yes, a little, little bit of levity to things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, yes, and no, Rhaenyra, I'm, I'm... Rhaenyra, like, literally just rolling her eyes so yes. far, so far <laughs> back into her head. She could see out the other side of that ridiculous hairdo she had. Yes. So, oh, this guy, this guy. Um, but, yes, no, it, it's fascinating, actually. And, and there's also, I mean, to, to, conti- I mean, to uh, continue the Alison thought, um, she has that conversation with her father at the start of the episode yeah. that sort of sets her on this path where he sort of lays things out for her. He, he's quite direct in a way that he hasn't been previously. And he's like, look, you have to understand what's going on here. Like, this, is, this isn't like, this is, this is the Game of Thrones. Like, if you, uh, if you don't do something, you are going to be at the mercy of this woman and she will probably kill you and your children. Yeah, you ha- that's what you have to. That's what you have to work with right now. Yeah, you know, which is which is interesting because I don't necessarily know that Rhaenyra would do that. Uh, yeah, it's very. It, it seemed though he was making the point that she'll have no choice to do that, that she herself might want to spare them, but uh, with a, an air there, he will always be a, a, a beacon for re- rebels. And yes, exactly. Him. Yeah, and so, so will she be ruthless and, and get rid of him? That's right. And um, we saw aspects of her personality this episode um, that hint to the fact that yeah, maybe she will be. Yeah, she she certainly did that, and that that brings me to my next item, which is uh, Kristen goes crazy. He sure uh, does. He really loses. I, I sort of, you know, mentioned last week. You know, I'm sure this this action will not have any repercussions. It immediately has repercussions. <laughs> um, well, I, I wrote just to match your list on my list. Uh, I dropped the C bomb as uh, as did the character. Uh, Kristen <laughs> Kristen Cole is C bomb struck. <laughs> um, um, yes, because uh, yeah, he obviously has some uh, quite. Uh, I guess I guess foolish is the idea is the is the word for it. Um, you know, he thinks that he he honestly walks up to the heir to the Iron Throne and says, "We could just go and like live in Essos for a while, like that. That'd be fine." Yeah, and it's like no. She she, she quite like rightly says no. I can't. She doesn't even entertain it for a second. That's that's what I love. It's not like that. She's it's not that she's tempted. She's like. No, I'm. I am the crown. Yeah. I, I. I. will be queen one day. Yes. And you. You. You want me to go and like live on tangerines in Essos somewhere? <laughs> like I don't understand what you think is going to happen here. But I can see how you know he. He makes the point. You've always hated. You know. You've been frustrated about the burdens placed on you, and you can't marry who you want and all that sort of stuff. And she's had yeah. to be like, yeah, look, a girl can bitch. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, but I am still the queen. I'm going to, I'm the princess and I'm going to be the queen. So, you know. Yeah. I'm like, not going to let you take that away from me. <laughs> You're cute, but maybe not that cute. Yeah. Um, so, but the thing is she does, she, I think she has real affection for him. Cause when he says, oh, in Essos, you could marry me. And she kind of smiles in like this, you know, that's so sweet, you know, bless you. Bless your heart. Yeah, bless your heart. Yeah, oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely, like, it, it's not even, I mean, for me anyway, <laughs> people might have read it differently, but it's she, she's not even for a second entertaining this. Like, she's this like, isn't hi, something that's a- hi um, are you George R. R. Martin? Because you're creating a fantasy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so Kristen, unfortunately, uh, had some ideas that are going nowhere, and he feels very betrayed by that. Um, so he's, and then he does the stupidest thing he could have possibly done, which oh my is God. he gets called in to talk to uh, Alison, oh and God. then he immediately confesses everything, which Chris, uh, she oh. wasn't even, she wasn't even, she didn't even know about that. This is like, one of those. She was she was fishing for information about Damon, and then he's like, "Yeah, no, we totally did it, and I'm I'm bad, and you you can totally have me killed." Yeah, he he is just living with so much guilt that he can't press it down. And having said that, he's had that chat with Rhaenyra on the boat, so mm. he might have had that not happened, he might not have been so primed to kind of pull yes. the pin off the grenade and throw it in there because he might have been like, "Oh, we've got a plan." But now he sort of seems that well. 
nothing's really happened. So what's the point? I might as well confess. And also, I just think he's not, he's a, this is going to sound weird. He's a simple man. He, he's been raised to Kingsguard. He's yeah. a, a, a basic soldier. He's not equipped to deal with all this highfalutin machination. No, no that's and, right. Yeah. You know, his nature is much more like, hey, I like you, you like me. Let's just run away from all of this. That seems like a workable strategy. And so when it comes time to like shut the hell up, Kristen, I, I was just sitting there going, don't blab, Kristen, because the way he was like rubbing his hands like mm. nervously, she made him come over and sit next to him on the yes. on the bench. And it was like, what are you doing, Alison? And and um and yeah, and so he's like rubbing his hands and she sort of says, oh, I, I heard there was a, a lapse of morals. And it's like, just shut up, Kristen. Yeah. Shut up. Don't say anything until you have a lawyer present. Okay. So just, well, yeah. Don't <laughs> don't talk to the queen. Yes. Do not you like honestly. AQAB. Come on. <laughs> but I was just sitting there going, don't spill, don't spill. And then immediately he's just like, Oh yep, we did it. And and Alison's face, I mean, that has to be a gif or a gif or something. Because uh, her face, as it's it's like the 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 gif of the woman solving the maths problem, you know that one with yes, all the numbers. Yes, yeah. Her face was like, what? You, what? What? And she, if that was me, I would have been like, no, I was talking about Damon. Are you saying that you? Are you saying that you? Like, I would have, I would have been like, oh my god, I couldn't have kept. <laughs> Well, well, she's dealing. She's dealing with the betrayal that she's feeling, where yeah. she basically feels like an idiot because yeah. she has been completely played by someone who she believed was her friend. Yes. Uh, and the thing is, it's one of those things where, like, Rhaenyra didn't lie to Alicent, and they were only ever mm. talking about Damon. Like, Kristen never came into it. Yeah, that's right. You know, but Nobody now Kristen was a thing. That's it, exactly. But now it's become this thing where she feels like she's been betrayed, and so she's like, "Well, you know, screw you, screw you, lady. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not having any part of this anymore. Like, you are obviously on your own side. I've been trying to look out for you, but no more. That's done." Mm. Uh, but then she gives him a pass, basically, because he's like, "Look, just maybe don't torture me. Just kill me quickly." That's fine. And she's hmm. like, oh, no, you may go. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? what? Uh, but but yeah, he's, I, he's in the position he, and, and he, he heads into the final sort of act of the, of the episode knowing that at least the queen knows about this. Yes. And not getting the woman that he loves, basically. Yes. So he's he's been denied the woman that he loves and a secret that could cost him everything is out there and he's just sort of stewing on all that when uh, uh sir joffrey wanders up and mentions to him that he knows exactly what's going on yeah he pinged that very quickly yes he worked that out very quickly well you know that that's courtly courtly intrigue for you true 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 um but he and just I, sort don't, of, I don't yeah. want to i don't want to essentialize but if you want someone to uncover some gossip your gay men are going to do it. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not a You're going to get us cancelled. You're going to get us cancelled. I'm going to get cancelled, but I'm not. I'm just. You, you know, hear me out. Uh, no, if you <laughs> call in, if you don't think as a woman with gay male friends, I they, you know, just going to say they're the superior diggers of information. <laughs> T- tell me, I'm a liar. Tell me, I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me that the gays don't know what's going on before everyone else does. All right, it's a truth <laughs> universally acknowledged. This is this is not a this is a compliment. Pat Oswald has a great bit. I don't know whether you've ever heard it, where he he said he was asked one time if he 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 was asked to play like the gay best friend in a in a rom com, and he's like, well, I'm I'm straight, so I I don't want to do that because that would be terrible. And he's like, the only way that I would do it is if I could play the gay best friend, but instead of being like all knowing and, and knowing everything about it, he would just be an oblivious asshole. <laughs> like he would just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have any real insight to offer. He wouldn't know any of the, of the hot goss that was going on. You know, it would just be, he would just be like a completely oblivious fool. Yeah. I think that would be, yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. No, I've just like, I've had a workplace where I worked where the guy who knew everything and was the, guy to go to for everything he was the gay guy of the office and i was like 
yep, he is the one to, yeah, he's he's the one with all of the knowledge, all of the secrets, all of the dirty bits of gossip. So, yeah, I'm, yes, I might be projecting. It, it uh, But, but it, tur- it turns out it's not great uh, to uh, yeah. poke a person who is clearly uh, stewing on something because it, he real, could uh, snap and uh, beat you to a bloody pulp. Yeah, so uh, quite think, literally. Why do you th- I want to discuss this this sequence that happened at the end, but I don't know whether we should leave it till further. But I, why does Kristen go so nutso at, at that point? I think, I think why- the idea is he just snapped. Like, like he, he's under so much pressure. He's had so much disappointment in such a short amount of time. He knows his secret is out there. And, and this random, he doesn't know who this, this guy is. He's never met him before. This guy wanders up and says, I know your secret. And he's like, right, well, I'm going to kill you. Um, it's 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 slightly. I, yeah. I can see what they're doing because what uh, happens in the book is slightly different. In that they, they there's a tournament in honor of the of the wedding, and Kristen kills uh, Joffrey during the tournament. Oh, I see. Yeah, like like he belts shit out of him with a I mean, his morning star, oh. and um, he he dies in quite a similar way. Um, I imagine they didn't want to stage another tournament. Um, well, it's so they so they just sort of it? compress yeah. it into the dr- dramatically. It works better if you compress it into the thing. Yeah, but I I feel like basically where we're just to he's at the end of his rope. Like like uh, Kristen has has as far as he's concerned betrayed every oath he's ever had, and it's all been for nothing. And now it's starting to get out among court what he's done, and he just mm-hmm. snaps. And he, he kills but, the guy. But, but Joffrey had come up going, hey, basically we've got something in common. We love these people. And if we keep their secrets, our lives will be pretty sweet. So he's not necessarily coming across as an aggressor. I mean, I guess Sure, sure. But I, I feel like he's the, he's, a fo- he's the focus that Kristen can lash out at. That's right. He, yeah. can't, he can't lash out at Alicent. He can't lash out at Rhaenyra. He can't even lash out at Lainor. He can't, yeah. Yeah, he can't like attack him. But he can he can beat the piss out out of Joffrey. There's no no one stopping him doing that. Yeah, but the other question I have about that moment in the sequence, which is is uh, I might as well bring it up now while it's in my head, is Rhaenyra had been dancing with Damon, or he had kind of gone up to her and taken her aside and started talking to yes. her in High Valyrian about you don't want this. This is not for you. Mm. Uh, and she said, well, your wife's dead now, so why don't you take me to Dragonstone? She was kind of challenging him, like, go on, take me to Dragonstone, make me yeah. your wife. Like, all this stuff in High Valyrian. And he was, you know, they were sort of having this dance, as you might want to say, dragons dancing. A dance of dragons, yes. A, a dance of dragons while dancing and a verbal dance. So much dancing. Uh, and then the the ruckus started breaking out. The scrum started happening. And then yeah. Damon, like you see Rhaenyra kind of scramble to the ground and hide. And as you mentioned, the the Lord Strong sent his son in to go, you know, haul Rhaenyra out. Um, but we lost Damon. Like, where did Damon go? You didn't see him at the end of that. I mean, I guess he just made himself scarce. He, true, I mean, true, I mean true. It, was, it was obviously, it was meant to be, it was meant to be a misdirect. We're meant to think that like Damon has done something like, like for, for people who, don't know what's going to happen next. They they think maybe maybe oh. Damon has has hurt Rhaenyra, or maybe maybe someone else has tried to to hurt Rhaenyra or him. Um, like he made he made, uh, you know, uh, he he sort of insulted Lord Royce earlier. Mm. Um, and Lord Royce is after is after revenge. Like there's all these things, there's all these strands that have been sort of leading up to this moment, and it could be anyone. And so in the Oh. In the initial, in the initial sort of melee, yeah, we don't know what's going on. It's all chaos. So it's like, hang on, what's going on over there? What, what's happening? It's a and bit of an Agatha Christie. Exactly. Yeah, and the lights it'll, it'll, go out. It'll, you hear the sound, yeah. of, and then all of a sudden, the lights come back on, and the jewel is gone. Except in this case, the jewel is uh, Joffrey's face. You know, Joffrey's head, <laughs> Joffrey's face. <laughs> uh, so yes, um, so and then we, we sort of realize, oh, it's Kristen. Kristen has snapped and is is beating the crap out of Joffrey. Um, but yeah, like, like, I think, I think that was it. It was meant to just be a bit of a moment of chaos where we don't actually know has Damon done, has Damon done something? Has someone else yeah. done something? Um, you know, they have the high towers made a move on Rhaenyra, like what's happening? Like, you know, yeah, anything could have happened and it turns out it, it's Kristen going, going nuts. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but then he yeah. drags himself out just to finish off his storyline. He drags himself out to the godswood and then very slowly gets out his dagger and his, going to top himself but then the queen mm. stops him yes 
she just says Sir Kristen and then you see him stop and look at her and then no more. So what happened? She does. I, I thought um, it'll be interesting to see how they square that circle um, just because, you know, like if if Kristen kills Joffrey in a tournament, then that's fair game, you know what I mean? Whereas in this one, he murdered him in front of everyone. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm not sure how they're going to square that circle. Well, that's when you just said he died in a tournament. I was like, well, that could just be explained away as like in the first tournament we saw yes. back in episode one. It's just a bunch of yeah, people die. testosterone things. Exactly. Whereas in, in this, like he, he murdered him in cold blood uh, on the dance floor. He, it was murder on the dance floor. It was. Um, <laughs> so you Better not steal the groove. Yeah, yeah. Better not steal the princess. Right? I don't know. I can't yeah. make that work. Um, but... Yeah, so you have you have this situation where he has murdered so like a member of the Kingsguard has murdered a, a knight on on at, at the wedding feast for the princess. Like, what are we what are we even doing here? Yes. Um. So I guess maybe I mean several years. Not not to get ahead of ourselves, but um, you know, we're having another time jump next week. Oh, we are. We're getting. We the, certainly uh, are. Yes. Is this where we're getting our actors change? Absolutely, we're getting the actor switch uh, next week. Uh, I, I don't thought... know whether you have you, you have you seen the, have you been watching the the next time trailers? I have, I have not, Stu. I have not. It's it's a good one. Okay. It's a it's a good one. Um, it's a good trailer. So we All get right. the we get the new actresses for uh, for Alicent and Rhaenyra, and uh, they look pretty good. They look pretty good. Uh, so <laughs> what, what exactly? You sound so excited. Is it like because they're hot? Is that what you're come, going? No, because they, they're they're perfect. They 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 embody the characters perfectly. Oh, okay. Um, going forward, see seeing them in costumes, seeing because we haven't really we haven't seen a lot of them, you know, talking and, and acting and interacting and, and doing things. And there, there's obviously several scenes in the trailer where they are you know doing things and, and in character and in costume, and it looks great. Oh, good. Um, very exciting. Very yay. exciting. Oh, yay. Um, uh, but yes. But yes, yeah, so Kristen will, I, I assume, join, a- Alicent kind of will give him a reprieve and go, you can- I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. And we're getting a big time jump. So I guess we're just going to skip right over how they sort of make him still be on the Kingsguard. And, and yeah. Yeah, very strange. But anyway. Um, but yes, like he will, he will still be around next week. That's not a that's not a, a giant spoiler, I don't think. Yeah, um, I, I must admit, I don't know where I stand on the whole. Is Sir Kristen my unrequited crush now? Because uh, he kind of got real violent there, and yes. it was it was that real like the meat rage. Is it no the meat sweats? No the the red <laughs> the red the red rage the red the red the, mist. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, you know what I was talking about. The meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> the meat sweats. Hey, there was a lot of meat at that wedding. There were so many. <laughs> I, I I wondered if that was a requirement of George R. R. Martin because I, I know that in the books he often spends a lot of time describing meals and food and foodstuffs and, you know, all the turkey legs and whatnot and stuffed pheasants and blah, blah. So I wondered if he was like, no, have lots of uh, close-up shots of people digging into legs of meat and hocks of pork and whatever you know there were so many shots of food so it's entirely possible he did have the meat sweats although one more thing on Kristen, i did notice every other kingsguard had their helmet on during the wedding or the well the pre-wedding event yes i did i did quickly notice that except for him because he's the he's the important named character um which seemed a bit silly just have them have them all without helmets on come on yeah yeah so (laughs) stupid anyway back to your list um, my list, uh, the next item on my list is uh, Rhaenyra and Lenor's arrangement, um, yes. which is fantastic. And, and you know, I think we can, we all know what to call that, and that is a lavender marriage. <laughs> we can all be done with it. They've been going on in Hollywood yeah, for years. Absolutely. It's, it's totally fine. Let people be people. If you need the, you know, you need the the security and safety of a dynastic marriage, uh, but then you know that it's not necessarily going to work for you on a personal level. Then I think it was great that they were upfront with each other, and that Lenor was because uh, I I thought I was so clever. This is this is typical Natalie, and she's like, I don't think yeah. it'd be to your taste. Some people like I like roast duck better than goose, and I was like, oh, 
he's gay, isn't he? He's going to be gay, isn't he? He's going to be gay. They're going to like hint at it. And then Lena knows it's full on him and his boyfriend. No, no, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a plot point. It's a major plot like, point. I was like, oh, wait, yeah, this is uh, Game of Thrones and I will yeah. be Game of Thrones diverse. And uh, I, you know, Renly and Soloris. It was. I was about to say, it's, it's, about- far from the, it's far from the first uh, gay characters that we've seen. Yeah, of course, of course. But it was just funny how I thought I was so smart going, oh, my gay dance is going up. I was like, yes. yeah, Natalie, you idiot. <laughs> but uh, that that was really nice. Oh, that actor who played Sir Joffrey, and I thought it was hilarious that his name was Joffrey and he died at a wedding. Yes. I mean, come on. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful synchronicity. Not a good track record. Through the years. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, he very much is, is a childhood, I guess, companion of Rhaenyra. So they know each other, but as his mum, it was pretty groovy the way that Rhaenys and Lord Corliss sort of addressed it. Cause he, he was a bit of the, oh, he's still young. He might grow out of it. You know, nothing's quite like betting a woman. And she's like, come on then. Come on now. We, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, his nature. Come on. Just accept. Like it was pretty, it was pretty cool the way they dealt with it. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, "Hey, we're putting him in danger by sending him off in this in this marriage." Um. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back to your point about the. No, 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 no. I I, I totally agree. I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting that um that like, Rhaenys is is one of the ones who sees things the most clearly across the board. Um, oh, she's she always, does. She's the most headed. Like she, she knows she knows that her son is gay, whereas like uh, Corliss is very much uh, trying to, uh, you know, just sort of in denial that his that his eldest son and heir is is gay. Like he's like, no, it's it's a phase; he'll grow out of it. Um, yeah, like I think I think she's she's very clear eyed about about what this all means. Well, I love that she was wearing pants through this entire episode, like a sort of a yeah, long well, pants. Again, again, remember she's a dragon rider. Like she yeah, she's yeah. probably been having a having a, a ride. Yeah, well, on someone. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, because they seem to actually get on in terms. I was about of to say, like, like they they are yeah. one of the only like well adjusted couples on the show. Yes, <laughs> they, they very clearly love each other, and but she. And, yes. Yeah, but you're right about her. She sees things clearly when he says, you know, I want to address the the wrong that was done to you by not making you queen. And she's like, I've put it behind me. Mm. And she hasn't quite. She's still got a bit of bitterness there about it, which she she sort of talked to Rhaenyra about. Yes, but she ago. would never, she would never make, she, it's, it's not, it's not enough bitterness to start a war over. Exactly. It, and she's like not, she's not going to make a thing out of it. Exactly. And she's got kids. She's just quite happy for them to be, you know, reasonably yeah. well adjusted. And she's like, we're a powerful house. We could just keep, being that and yes. not have to have all this bullshit with the throne, but it's like, well, that's right. Okay, king consort it is, and then and our then, grandchildren will be uh, will be kings and queens. Yeah. And the other thing uh, that she said so clearly is that Viserys coming all the way out to Driftmark to kind of beg for the marriage it was yeah. like degrading to him, and I was like, yeah, that is. You know, and then they kept him waiting at the gates when he yes. walked in, and they was like, "Where's, where's Lord Corlys? He should be here to greet the king." And Viserys is like, "Let's just get on with it." Uh, so yeah, there's definitely uh, Rain is sort of seeing that going. Oh, he's clearly desperate. Like he he needs this to happen. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. I just I thought that was very perceptive of her too. Um, she's, yes. She's a smarty pants. Absolutely. Which brings me to the next item on my list, which is uh, Viserys is literally falling apart at this point. <laughs> he really um, is. He, he has what what I think has been confirmed as leprosy, uh, or we're meant to we're meant to sort of think of, of that sort of style of disease. Um, he's been sliced up by the Iron Throne, and he has this this horrible skin condition and everything sort of happening to him. Yeah, that arm uh, that he had. Yeah, because the the Maester had been talking about herbal poultices. Um, yeah, or rather, um, the, the younger maester had been saying, I, "I have, I have some poultices that might work," and the, the older maester is like, "No, no, no, the bloodlettings will be fine." Yeah, I just don't think you want to let blood out it's, it's, unless you have hemochromatosis and they have yes. too much iron in the blood. I think that's the the, the what they treat uh, with blood, with leaching, or a modern version of leaching needles, I guess. Yes, uh, yes, but it is. Uh, it is really interesting that gross arm thing, whether that was the actual disease or whether it was some kind of bandagey over the top. It sort of looked like a really diseased arm, but 
yeah, he's coughing the whole time through this and constantly saying, no, I don't need a chair. And Rainus is like, how are you, cousin? And he's like, I'm very well. <laughs> don't touch me. I'm Everything bruises. Yeah. It was very... <laughs> yes, and he gets so out of it when they return. Oh, he's vomiting on the boat, and then he gets out of the the carriage yeah, back in the room. Like just immediately falls over. Like he's just, and then he has that really sad conversation with um with Strong about, will I be remembered as a good king? <laughs> he's like lying yeah. there, and Strong is like, um, he said, I've never been tested. I haven't conquered anything. I haven't. Oh well, you've kept the realm strong, Your Grace. You've You've kept the peace. Uh, he's like, well, I haven't been tested in a crucible. He's like, yeah, it's not all. Well, I, I, I thought that I thought that conversation was quite touching in a way because, like, that's why Harwin, that's that's why uh, Lionel Strong is the hand because he's not going to bullshit Varus, uh, 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 yeah. Viserys. Like, like he he's telling him, you know, yeah, he he says, you know, a a lesser lord would have would have said that I would have been the spirit of Aegon himself. And he's like, oh, oh yes, I, I mean, obviously, my lord. He's like, no, 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 I get it. Like, you know, I'm, who knows what would have happened. Better better not to have to have known. Yes. Um, Just leave that in the big what-if cloud. In the what-if cloud. Mm. Uh, because, again, like, uh, Viserys is a, a good man and a bad king. That's the whole point. Uh, he, he and and this he's just being torn apart by this job, yeah. Uh, and it's you know, like it's 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 you know me- metaphor made literal, and I it's oh. not subtle, but I but I love it. It's it's great, and it's so at the wedding thing. He's so like you know the blood dripping out of his nose, and he's finding it hard to speak, and he's mm. you know he's just so. Yes, he cuts such a sad, tragic figure. But I yes. think I'm I'm pretty sure before the episode started, when they uh, before the season started and they released the last trailer, I'm pretty sure I put on Facebook or Twitter. It's like I don't think we're going to have Viserys for long. Like I think he'll get through at least one episode, but mm. I couldn't guarantee any more than that. And he's made it through five, so yeah. And he's obviously. there next week. He's he's there next week. So he's there next week. Okay, all right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much longer we're going to have him. But yeah, yeah. He's, he's there for episode six anyway. He might make it the full season, but he's you never know. He's... You never know. Depending on where they decide to leave off. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, Stu, say no more, Stu, because Stu knows more than me on this. On this um, as we've said, like like this, the, the the Dance of the Dragons is all about a succession crisis. So you know, yes. we're, we're not going to have Viserys forever. But but he'll oh, yes, there next point. Episode. Good point. He's there next week. Uh, how's your list going, Stu? Um, we're down to the final one, which is uh, Damon is pure chaos at this point. <laughs> um, which is just, I mean, like, again, just a fascinating scene where he, he goes to confront his wife, Rhea Royce, uh, while she's out riding. And it's like... Rhea Royce went riding? Rhea Royce went riding. Rhea Royce riding? Rhea Royce went riding near Runestone. Um <laughs> He goes to go, and the thing is too, he's in he's in this hood, but the way that Matt Smith walks, like it's just instantly recognizable that it's Matt Smith, like, yeah. like and, therefore, and therefore Damon, yeah, um, and therefore Matt Damon, uh, and he sort of confronts her, and she she basically just insults the crap out of him because they hate each other. Oh my god, that's I, great. And I, I wanted to have, I have so much more of her. Like, I, what a great I, character! Instantly, on my list, it was I am so sad. So sad that we did not get more Rhea Royce because I was instantly <laughs> a fan, instantly yes. a fan. Yeah. Just because she clearly was, um, she clearly very independent, but there was something else about her too. Something, um, I don't, I don't mean to say this in a in a negative way, but something like she exists outside, like almost like neurodivergent in a way. And I don't mean that as an insult, but she had like she just. Uh, I don't. I'd rather well, write. She's alone. away from. She's away from the pomp and ceremony of King's yeah. Landing. She lives in the Vale. She, yeah. She's someone who obviously like just spends her days out hunting and falconing yeah. and, and other things. Like no one really bothers her. Yeah. She has a husband. He's often absent, and and therefore she doesn't have to worry about suitors or anything like that. She's the heir to Runestone, so you know she just lives her life. You know, and and there's something very refreshing about that, as apart from everything that's going on in King's Landing. Mm. She's like, I want to be here. 
with my my horses. She's a horse girl. That's what it is. Yeah, she's, she's, like a she's, horse a, she's girl. pretty much a horse girl. Yes, and, and unfortunately, and, she dies a horse girl. Uh, and I, I just, I was like, what is he doing? And then it sort of almost dawned on me too late, and I was like, no. And then he picked up the rock, and I was like, no, I like her. But it, it, it's sort um, of ambiguous because you do wonder, like, did he set out that day to kill his wife, or did circumstances sort of go the way they did? And then he, you know, she she says, I, I thought I knew continuing the whole Damon is impotent theme. She's yes. like, I knew, I knew you couldn't finish. And he's like, yes. well, now I'm picking up this rock. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not to say that she provoked him because clearly that's wrong and we wouldn't advocate for that. But yeah, it was definitely ambiguous as to, uh, look, I think he did go there to murder her. Initial intentions, I think. Like, did he, did he set out that day to kill his wife? I think. Or, yeah. I think because he'd just been banished, like he'd just been banished again for his mm. night out with Rhaenyra and he had said, give me Rhaenyra to wed. And then Viserys had said, no, go back to your lady wife. And so he goes back there and he's like, well, I'm going to rid myself of this problem. So I, I kind of think maybe he was like 75%. Yes, I'm going to murder her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was so, I was, as soon as he started walking towards, I was like, no, get, turn your horse around and ride. Right. Like he would have flown up. I guess he would have taken his dragon, but his dragon was nowhere to be found. Like hmm. you could have gotten away from him for that day. Sent yeah. him, got, gone into hiding somewhere, sent a raven. I mean, he probably would have chased after you on his dragon, sure. But yeah, I, I was like, run, run, Rhea. Run, Rhea, royal riding near Runestone. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was great. And what a good cameo over too soon. Love yeah, that. talk talk about talk about impact. I mean, like she's yeah, yeah. like like it, it, very much. I mean, she she has almost as much initial impact as like little Lady Liana Mormont. Uh, yes, yes, yes. You know, although although Le- Lady Liana got a, a lot more uh, to do she, later on. She got a lot more, yeah, for sure. Which I suspect that they probably put into place based on how. Oh yeah, 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 she absolutely. Was. Yeah, yeah. That, that she, yeah, based entirely on the on the impact she had. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, uh, Lady Rhea dies immediately, so yeah. uh, we won't, 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 uh, we'll never have uh, any more uh, cool. Uh, and yeah, and Viserys didn't seem to know about it. You would think that he would know about that. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, well. Yeah. Exactly. It seems to catch him off guard. Um, which again suggests that maybe he's taken his hand off the wheel a little bit in terms of mm-hmm. keeping tra- tabs on his brother um, and various other things. Um, so yeah, but but that's the end of my list. Um, Damon is a hot mess, and um, <laughs> really? everything is chaos at the end of this episode. How, how about his entry into the? Because how how did he come back? He comes back in at the at the wedding. I mean, my dragon eyes here. No, no, no. Sorry, I should say how. He doesn't even think because the king says, "I don't want to see you again." Last yeah. episode, and then here's the wedding of Rhaenyra or the pre-wedding wedding ceremony, and he turns up and uh, just strolls on in, kind of like sassily struts on in. And Viserys looks over at his servants and is like, "Yeah, all right, set a place for him at the end." And he just goes up and sits there, cross-legged, looking freaking like the cat that ate the cream. Mm. And then uh, attempts to get Rhaenyra to run off with him. Like, what is his game plan? And, well, that's and- what I mean. It's, it's just chaos. It's chaos. It's whatever yeah. whatever is in front of him right then. He just and then um, yeah, he he t- talks to the um, cousin of Rhea, saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, because he he's like, I'm basically accusing you of murder. She was a really good huntswoman, huntswoman, mm. horsewoman. She was a good hunter, good horsewoman, uh, good with her arrows." There's no reason why she should have fallen from a horse and been crushed in the neck and skull. And he's saying, what are you implying? Well, I'm implying it wasn't an accident. He's like, how dare you? And also I'll be coming around for my uh, inheritance, which is the castle, Runestone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll be having that then because I am I was her husband. And, yeah, he's just got no shame, no, yeah, you're right. Chaos is the only word to describe yeah, it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. He's just... His his plan was obviously to one way or another get Runestone, and then, you know, from from there, step step two unclear, step three profit. Profit, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's gonna he's gonna get a throne to sit on one way or another. He wants to oh. he wants to sit on a throne. Uh, well, so, let yeah. me go through my list and see if I have anything that uh, that you didn't, but you have been quite compl- uh, comprehensive. Um, 
so yes, the boring wedding. Oh, I did have what was with the weird flying eagle dancing. Their sort of first dance together as a as a couple. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, like, it was faintly ridiculous, wasn't it? Yeah, it was sort of all this like bowing with the arms going up, like they were pretending to be eagles. <laughs> and, and and doing at one point like he was doing like like the the, the rope come over here sort of thing happening. Like oh, did, yeah, I, did I dream it was, that? Yeah, it was like a tug of war thing. Like, yeah, yeah. It was very, it was very strange. I'd be interested to know how they they obviously got a choreographer in to go. We need like a royal courtly dance, but make it weird. Yeah, make it make it like super weird and awkward. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Viserys is um, Damon. Oh, Solaris. I've literally got so much of you. Yes, of the same as you. Uh, but I want to talk about Sir Laris. Absolutely, the clubfoot. Is that what it is? Okay, he's got a clubfoot. Is are yes. we still allowed to call it a clubfoot? What what exactly is a clubfoot? It's just uh, a, no, no, it's a club foot. No, that's that's yeah. what that's literally what it's called. It's still called a club foot. I think so. Okay, cool. Uh, I just you know because something. But, but more importantly, like his name, his name is the club foot. Um, is it in in universe? Yes. Oh, I see. Laris Clubfoot. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, he. I can't work out. Is he a creep or has he just been drawn like a creep? Uh, because he. He's 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 doing a very good impression of creepy weird dude. Um, he it's implied that he is so so he's he's one of he's uh, one of Lord Strong's sons. Yeah, he's so, the younger one who's yeah. got the club foot. That's and nobody, right, exactly. Nobody wants to know what he thinks because he's not big and strong and handsome and able to you know wrestle in a fight. Exactly, and so he is very much um, the the, uh, the 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 gossip monger, um, and he very much. Uh, yes, dig sort of sets him sets himself up as someone who might be good to uh, you know drive any intrigue that's happening in the in the palace. Yeah, like was he trying to do a little finger impression? Because he was he he was I don't know. There's something about the way he does facial expressions and the way he kept saying, "Oh, I thought Rhaenyra was unwell because she had tea." Oh yes, the maester took her a tea, and also. <laughs> How does everyone in Westeros know what tea means? Or every Westeros woman in Westeros knows what tea means? Or oh, someone brought you tea? Like, does he well, know? I feel, what I feel he like means? it's. I feel like it's fairly context specific. <laughs> yeah, but does he? Does he know? This is what I haven't worked out yet. Does he know that the tea was taken? Like, does he know why the tea was taken, or is he just kind of hinting and hoping that he'll glean? Some yes, he knows. He knows why that. He knows why the tea was taken, and he's letting. Alison know that. Oh, you know, he would because if, if his brother, because his brother saw Rhaenyra out on the street. Oh, but that wouldn't. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, he seems a bit creepy. But what's his deal, Stu? What do you know about him? Um, well, I know lots about him. Um, but, you know, suffice it to say, like, like yeah, he's, he's a young, uh, ambitious lord who possibly sees possibly sees like some advantage in putting himself in allegiance with Alicent and, you know, sees her as maybe a surer bet than Rhaenyra. All right. I think, yeah. I think that's why he probably sort of gave her that information. Yeah. Cause it's, it's uh, definitely more to Rhaenyra's, uh, to, uh, to Alicent's benefit that she know that than Rhaenyra, that that's information that Rhaenyra probably wouldn't want out there. That is true. That is true. I did have one other thing I wanted to note, which was a tiny technical thing. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'd posted in my recap or to you, Stu, but Rhaenyra talks about to Kristen that she is the heir to Aegon the Conqueror who united the Seven Kingdoms. But I yes. thought that at this stage in the timeline, Dawn yep. had yet to be part of the Second Kingdom. Yes, and you're, you're Kristen... right, but the Targaryens were always very cheeky and they claimed Dawn anyway. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, so, yes. At this point in history, you're absolutely right. Dawn is still yet to be officially part of the Seven Kingdoms, but yeah, like, like uh, the, the the Seven Kingdoms says it's Seven Kingdoms, not six. Right. Okay, that makes sense because I'd never heard it called the Six Kingdoms. Until yeah, and it would be weird. End. It would be weird if they said like the Six Kingdoms. It would just sound. It would clang. But but yeah, it would, no. It, yeah. It's always been just Targaryen arrogance, basically. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think. You basically covered everything else I had in my 
list. What else is there for us to talk about this episode? Well, there is is one thing I just want to quickly mention. Um, I don't know if this is official, but there was a a quick little shot of the band that was playing, like the band of of, uh, uh, minstrels, I guess you'd call them, at the wedding. And there's a quick shot of a, uh, a dwarf playing the drums. Okay. Um, and people have lost their minds online because that that there's a character in the book called Mushroom who okay. is a a court. So basically, Fire, Fire and Blood, as we've as we've said before, is a it's written like a history book. Yes. And the in-universe concept is that uh, that a maester has written this history book based on three major sources. Two were uh, like maesters who were there at the time. In fact, one of them is Maester Orwile, who's who's the younger maester, who's who's sort of suggests the the poultice. He writes a history of the of the period, and okay. another person writes a a history of the of the of the time. And then the third source that, that this chronicler draws on is Mushroom, who wrote his memoirs at the. You know, and and his his recollections are always like bawdy and and like <laughs> like the the worst possible version of events. Like everyone's everyone's having sex with each other and <laughs> and and all this sort of thing. And it's it's sort of a humorous counterpoint to a lot of what's going on. Or is it right? Like, or is that wow. really? Or or is his um is his telling of it all actually the thing and that the 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 showrunners have said that you know that they had to sort of take a basically the the, these are the real events like they 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 couldn't do like a competing narrative sort of thing yes they had to pick their version of events and and run with it but they they don't have mushroom like mushrooms nowhere to be seen because you know in in the in the the book he he's like a fool character he's like a jester who's always sort of around and he's sort of he follows Rhaenyra around basically Um, And and he is a dwarf and he is a dwarf in the in the right. in the in the books, and, and so there's this shot of this dwarf playing the drums, and everyone's <laughs> like, "It's mushroom! Yes, we've got mushroom!" Like even even just for this brief moment, whether he'll show up again, we're not sure, but I think we've, we might have had him. That's that's that makes me happy. Whether it's on purpose or just a whether it's on purpose or, or just just like a quick, maybe it could just pu- be purely fan service, and we'll never see him again. But you know, it's fun. Like like the. <laughs> Like there's a shot at the very end of this episode, which is a pool of blood on the floor and the rats are oh, lapping yeah, at we, the. We haven't talked about that final scene, yeah, where yeah. Lainor and and Rhaenyra, because they're supposed to have seven days of feasting and that's it, and, and, and basically go look, look, I'm I'm not putting any more of this to chance, says Viserys. Let's just do this right here and now. Yeah, so I don't even think that Corlys and are Corlys and Rhaenys there. Yes, or they. It, are, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are there. Okay. Yeah, there. He's there. And obviously, Lainor and, and uh, Rhaenyra are both there. Yeah, and Lainor's like literally got a you know bloody nose or something. Yeah, and he's he's still crying over the loss of his he mother. Was, yeah, weeping over yeah. Sir Joffrey. And he has to he has to go marry his his queen, his future queen, his his lavender queen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's yeah. That was quite incredible. To all of a sudden, the, you cross to a, a, a scepter going and the. And the seven gods will all bless you. And you're like, wait, what? Wait a second. They're getting married now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yep, it's fine. We'll just get this done. And then Viserys collapses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of course he does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just to put a cap on what is a really crappy <laughs> wedding. <laughs> I want to see the uh, photographer for that service it's coming back. With... But yes, you were mentioning the blood and the rats at the end. Oh no, I was just mentioning like, like just in terms of like you know, trusting the, the showrunners, like, like the, the fact that, that that they chose to to have that shot at the end of it, it says that they, they know what they're doing to me for reasons that will become apparent to you. Oh, the I line, see. I okay. okay. There, there's, a, is... there's a little bit of thematic and, and literal foreshadowing going on there. there, there there's been rats all around the keep. Uh, recently. Yes, they ha- yes, that's right. I, I failed to they, mention they've made, that. They've made a point. They've made a point of... Uh, yeah, you know, Alicent was lying in pre- bed. It's and pretty rat infested. Yeah. She looked up and there was a rat above her on the yeah. four-poster bed. I forgot to mention that in my recap. But yes, you're right. Mm. You know, that's funny because at, um, at Titanic, where we're doing Titanic, the movie, the play at the Maritime Museum, we've been spotting a rat. We think it's just the one. We've called him Steve. Oh. But no, no, no. Just like it's outdoors. It's a big area right near the water. Uh, sure. like it makes sense that you would have a, a, a rat there. Someone spotted a cat too, but I can't confirm that. But, yeah, there's been this rat, and I just think it's hilarious that there's a rat hanging around where we've got a Titanic, which is yeah. a sinking ship. <laughs> to, me, to me, there was a certain irony there. I just yeah. – 
I just hope that that's where the metaphor ends and it doesn't reflect on, <laughs> yes, you know, yes, I'm the, sure atten- it is. the attendances at the show <laughs> or my career in the arts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, rats are a very strong visual metaphor. So yes. it's like, oh, I hope you're a nice rat who's here to bring us good luck. <laughs> I feel like a ratatouille rat. Yes. Um, yes, you make a really good point that there have been rats hanging around and, uh, yeah, the place needs a good exterminator to go through. Do you think we'll see Otto again? Or has uh, he- I think we'll see. I think we'll see Otto again. Okay, because he he was sort of he noped out of there pretty early on in the episode. He did. Yes. Would he Would he go back to Old Town? Is that- he goes back to Old Town? Yeah. So he'll yeah. go back to Old Town and and be a, a high ranking lord there. He, he's so- not the lord of Old Town. His older brother is, but he'll, he'll he's still a high ranking lord. Because they've died out by Game of Thrones, haven't they? And it's the Tyrells who. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. The um the High Towers are still around by Game of Thrones, but but the the Tyrells feature. I mean, because the the Tyrells are lords of the Reach, but they're oh, not. Oh, okay. I thought but that was not, in the same part of the world. It's in, it's in a similar part of the world. It's not the same part, and they and they are. I I, th- I think the the, the high towers are, are technically vassal lords to. I'm, I'm blanking on their names now. Uh, Tyrells. The Tyrells Ter- the uh, at this point as well. So so te- technically oh, the Tyrells okay. are, are higher than the than the high towers, but the high towers are the venerable old house of Old Town. So they they're quite they're quite oh. rich and powerful. Interesting, interesting. Mm. I'm just looking at a map trying to find Old Town. Yeah, Old Town's still in the reach, from what I can tell. Pretty sure they're um they're they're technically vassals to the. Uh, but we haven't seen thing. any Tyrells. No, they're not really part of that of this sort of thing. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, no. The, so the the Tyrells are sort of lords of the of the reach, but the High Towers are quite a, an important and old well, like house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. This has been a, this has been a very. <laughs> a very, a very confusing, uh, confusing, confusing and stumbling way to no, talk okay. about it. Okay, I found I found one. I found a coloured map, the stunning cartography of Westeros, and the mm. Reach takes Old Town into it. So yes. it's like the yeah. the Dawn is like the foot of of Westeros, and then you go above that, and you've got the Reach to the to the east, I guess. No, to the west, and the Storm's End to the east, and then you have the Crownlands above the Storm's End and then you have three areas in a row. You've got the Lannisters of the east. Yeah, yeah no, the west, sorry. The, of course, Cast- Castle Rock is on the west and then you've got the Riverlands in the middle with the Tullys and then the Eyrie, which is the Vale, and mm. then above above the Riverlands you've got the north. Yeah. So Old Town is in the Reach. Yes, it is, yeah. But but it's like at the very edge, whereas High Garden's kind of square in the middle. Yes, exactly, this is, yeah. This has been a great – go and Google Westeros <laughs> map. <laughs> this has been us desperately Googling uh, something that we're not quite sure about. Um, go and yeah. look up maps of Westeros. There's lots of them online, but I found a good one that divides all of the kingdoms in colours so I could see. <laughs> God, it must be fun if you're a fantasy author, like working out the map of your Oh, yeah, I, I feel world. I feel like that's – a major part of, of George R. R. Martin's fun in getting all this together. Yeah. We did an impro show years ago now called uh, Critical Hit, which we sort of based off uh, – actually, I kind of based it off the first season of Game of Thrones as well as D&D. Not that I'm a huge player of D&D, but a lot of uh, my contemporaries and peers are. So it was sort of a, a D&D-style fantasy world role-playing impro show. And we – every night we – went to different lands and so because it was fantasy we'd have like the land of neverwhere or the yeah. the island of always raining or something like that and so we had um an artist uh draw every night he would draw in this great big map that we had and he would fill it in with all the places that we went uh and it was really really cool i think scott driscoll friend of the podcast still has the original map um because we we, i think we took some photos of it and made posters but he has the original one that was done on a big bit of cardboard with all these different fantasy Hmm. maps and it's really really cool it's kind of a fun i can see the i can see the joy if you're in a DD thing and you make your own maps and stuff like that because coming up with names and stuff is fun (laughs) yeah exactly Oh, I had one more thing just came to my mind in considering we were just talking about Old Town, but I'm convinced that the woman who's playing Hobart Hightower's wife, I'm convinced she's just an extra because she never speaks. Oh, like, yeah, almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> like I think they've gone, you're going to be uh, his wife, but don't say anything so we don't have to pay you anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly, Um, because, I, I, you know, again, probably not a spoiler here, I don't think she's going to play a very big role in the in the wars yeah. to come. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So they've just got a glorified extra there. Yeah, that's right. You might be a featured extra. A featured extra. Uh, That's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Uh, So, Stu, there's probably not much point asking you about what happens next week because we have slightly discussed it, but we're going to get our final – well, we've had our final look of of, uh, Emma Carey and Millie Alcock as Rhaenyra and – Alicent. Yes, although uh, I mean, we, I, I, there's been some news uh, items this week from the showrunners saying they're they're looking at ways to have them in season two, possibly what? through flashbacks or, or whatever. I, I don't know whether that's necessarily a good thing. I think you, you want things to move forward. You don't want to sort of always be flashing back. But if they find a good way to, to to incorporate them, I think it'd be great because both those actresses have been amazing. Never more so in this in this episode. Yeah, um, they've been they've so been really good. really good. They've been so good and they've been fun to watch and engaging and they've set up their adult versions really really yes, well like we're very much so. both invested in you know both of those characters uh due to their very fine work so um yeah they the the incoming adult versions have have them to thank for um setting them setting them up so well mm, absolutely mm. Yeah, but but next week, as I said, we get the uh, the older Rhaenyra and um, and Alicent, and both of those actresses look very good uh, in the roles. They they they're very I'm much looking, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it too. As am I looking forward to chatting to you as always, Stu. It's been a pleasure. Uh, if anyone would like to call in with uh, with comments, questions, theories, uh, tidbits, gossip, rumors behind the scenes factoids anything like that you can find us on twitter at disco stew he doesn't need to advertise and i'm at girl clumsy uh you can find us facebook.com slash natalie's throne and of course the biggest thank you as always to my patrons patreon.com slash girl clumsy thank you so much for your support and understanding as i have been later than planned with uh everything that's been going on with my (laughs) stupid stupid foot uh or ankle i should say um it's real it's really it's so weird like yesterday I took the boot off and my my leg has basically been like a trunk all week since I fractured it it's just had like no shape to it it's just been a thick trunk and then I took the boot off and all of a sudden either the swelling has gone down on the lower part of my ankle or it's ballooned out on the mid part because it just all of a sudden looks really deformed and I was like Oh, God, is it getting worse? Is it getting worse? (laughs) Uh, So I have a specialist appointment in another week and we'll find out what the damage truly is uh, or how it's healing, if it's healing. Um, But, yeah, getting around in a moon boot, not fun. If you have to get around using crutches or other assisted things, then more power to you, by God. Mm. It's a pain in the backside (laughs) or rather a pain in the armpit from my crutches. Not that they should be in the armpit, but I don't think I've adjusted them properly. Um, <laughs> if you are in Sydney and you are looking for some fun entertainment, you can come and see Titanic, the movie, the play as part of Sydney Fringe. We are on this coming week and the next week. So until Sunday, October the 2nd, uh, we're at the Maritime Museum. You can just go to sydneyfringe.com, search Titanic, you'll find us. And the good thing about this festival is they have tickets available right up until showtime. So you don't need to make sure you've booked in you know, if you want to drop in last minute uh, and you also don't need a paper ticket, you can kind of just rock up and go, oh, I'll buy one on my phone and, and come straight in, which is pretty cool and environmentally friendly. Um, yes, sorry to plug my show, but look. No, no it's, not at all. It's, uh, it's why I'm here. It's why we're podcasting uh, over the, over the uh, airwaves. Not that we haven't mostly been doing that anyway <laughs> for the last couple of years since Absolutely. COVID. But yes, a couple of weeks back and I will no doubt be in the same room as Stu for some hot D action. Wait, <laughs> wait, that sounded inappropriate, didn't it? Uh, but yes, come and see Titanic if you're in Sydney. Uh, find us on Twitter. And uh, I think that's everything. If, uh, if nothing else, I suppose we should end, as we always like to do, by saying... Valamogulus. The dragons will dance. Ooh!